The opposition is demanding to know if the tobacco industry is behind the documents the Associate Health Minister sent to officials suggesting a freeze on tobacco excise tax. Casey Costello has been under increasing pressure since she told RNZ she had not specifically sought advice on freezing the tax when she had. The papers also say that nicotine uh, is as harmful as caffeine and the tobacco industry is on its knees. The minister won't say who wrote those specific documents uh, and Labour is calling for her to resign. She declined to come on the programme this morning, but we're joined by RNZ investigative journalist Guy Nespina who first broke this story. Uh, good morning, Guy. Kia ora, good morning. Let's go back to last week uh, when you initially broke this story and start with those ministry documents before we get to the notes because I see yesterday the likes of David Seymour who was speaking on behalf of the Prime Minister yesterday saying, oh, it's possible... Casey Costello had misinterpreted RNZ's questioning and RNZ had misinterpreted the answers. I mean, just explain to us what you were doing in that initial reporting and whether that is a credible excuse. Yes, well, we sought an interview with Minister Costello about her intentions for the portfolio and I had an an idea, I'd been doing some soundings about some of the things that I understood that she was doing and I put to her quite categorically that I understand you're looking for a three year freeze on CPI related excise increases for smoked tobacco. It's worth going over her answer. She said Quote, I've had no discussions on that at all. Like that's, it's not even something specific, I specifically sought advice on. And then I haven't looked at a freeze on the excise at all. So it doesn't leave a lot of wriggle room there. It's a fairly categorical denial. We were then able to obtain and view a Ministry of Health document which said that she had sought this advice. It said that she had uh, proposed also to freeze the excise on smoked tobacco for three years. So it, it, it is difficult to, to bridge the gap between what she told us initially and what is in those documents. It's worth pointing out also that she had also denied another of the plans that the Ministry of Health documents shows that she was looking at, and that was the $30,000 fine on selling vaping products to minors. So there were uh, more than one instance there where there was a big gap between what she was telling us and what was in the Ministry of Health document. Okay, so that was the initial phase of this story in a sense. Yesterday, the notes which you referred to in your story, what exactly are they? So this, the, the origin of this is what's now in question. I suppose in a policy development process, right, the, the minister has sent Ministry of Health some things that she wanted to be looked into. Now, th- these are a range of different things. She's saying that these are not her notes and that she didn't write them, but curiously, uh, she can't tell us who did. Um, so w- when when we published the story, we finally got a response from Minister Costello's office saying uh, they were not my proposals or notes. They were not things I had written. It's misleading and wrong to characterise them in this way. This was general information I had provided officials and I'm sure they can verify this. So she she acknowledges that she sent, she provided the Ministry of Health this information. This is uh, quite a range of things uh, from vaping and tobacco, including the excise uh, tax things that we've talked about. Uh, when I sought clarification from Minister Costello's office, um, her spokesman said that this 
I said, well, who did write the documents then? And he, he said that it was existing material. Uh, and I said, well, you, you know, <laughs> who put it together? He said that he thought that she'd collated it, but, but he wasn't sure. Um, and when she was on her feet in the house yesterday, she said that she did not know who the author of these documents were, which seems to me a fairly striking uh, thing to say if that's what you've sent to the Ministry of Health for uh, policy development. The other aspect to that is what was sent as an Associate Health Minister, and this is the argument that Aisha Viral has been raising, that these are what you know the idea that caffeine and nicotine are, are equivalent or that the tobacco industry is on its knees. Well, yes, it is a pretty interesting read, the the information that um, Minister Costello sent. Uh, The the quote there is, nicotine is as harmful as caffeine, but its association with smoking has seen the poorest punished by these huge taxes. And she goes on from there. And look, to be fair to her, I I suppose the intent in in, in that possibly is that it's the combustible element of the the cigarettes. It's the danger. That's the carcinogen. That's that's what's going to do you the real damage, whereas the nicotine uh, in itself as we've seen, which is why vaping has has been seen as safer than smoking combustible cigarettes. I think that's what she's getting at there, but it's possibly a little bit of an unfortunate way to phrase it, and she's got to, to, to issue with that. But again, uh, it, it really comes back to, the, to that question, well, uh, who has written this document and who has provided it? Someone has to have collated it. <laughs> you know, I mean, researchers, journalists, politicians will curate and uh, gather things from everywhere all the time, but they hopefully source their material and tell you where it's come from. Um, so I think that's the big question, as your intro said, that, that Labour is seeking the answer to, is is who wrote the document? Yes, and Christopher Luxon yesterday was now, or has now, sought assurances from New Zealand First and ACT that they haven't received any uh, donations from the tobacco industry. And in fact, I think Seymour's, uh, David Seymour said yesterday he was confident and he would have been speaking potentially as, uh, on behalf of the Prime Minister with Winston Peters uh, overseas at, at Parliament. But he said no undue uh, influence on the policies of this government by the tobacco industry. And he said he was confident there was no undue influence. So this has become a major headache for Christopher Luxon. It has. Um, and look... <sighs> First up, we've got no evidence that there was undue influence and no evidence that uh, any, any money's exchanged hands or anything like that. So, so let's, let's uh, get that out um, first up. Um, there are um, some, some links of some senior New Zealand First people who went on to work for Philip Morris. Um, that's on the public record. We've, we've reported that. Minister Costello herself has, has acknowledged that she needs to be careful given that there are those senior people who went on to work for the tobacco industry. Um, but yes, uh, Christopher Luxon's in an interesting position because, of course, um, you know, this is a minister who's a New Zealand first minister, um, and uh, he's going to have to be uh, careful about not setting the, uh, upsetting the apple cart in terms of Winston Peters. So he, he's uh, having to tread pretty carefully uh, in, in this matter. Just finally, where this story goes, in terms of, uh, you'd imagine it might come back in Parliament next week with more questions. The opposition's unlikely to let this go, but it will centre around that issue of the notes, presumably, because that's a little bit unusual. You know, it seems a bit strange. It's Look, in my experience um, of of watching and covering politics over many years, uh, it, it, it is 
it is very unusual. Um, and I think when there's a big unanswered question like that, that is going to, she's going to have to clear that up, isn't she? Um, and, and tell us where that document came from. I'm pretty sure we're on a uh, recess next week from Parliament. Maybe she'll get a break from that. It's been a pretty hard time for her. A new, remember, she's a first term MP and it's really been a baptism of fire. But I think um, she's going to be, continue to be uh, dogged by that question who wrote the document? Guy Nesbitt, thank you very much for that RNZ investigative journalist.